everybody and welcome to El Valle Bajo podcast. This is our 69th episode. Stop smiling, Janet. This is day 234 out of uh, days of being blocked by uh, Commissioner Ileana Olguin for myself and day 44 since Janet has been blocked by Ruben Reyes. Uh, we have a special guest today, Mr. Will Carrasco, who was a candidate uh, for District 2. Mr. Carrasco, thank you. Yeah. For District 2. How are you doing, Mr. Carrasco? Doing well, thank you. Thanks for the invite. Thanks. Yeah, uh, we have been wanting to have him for a while, so we, we finally got a hold of him and, and worked our schedules together. So we have him on. We have a special guest. Of course, always with me uh, is Janet Rodriguez and Sal Chagoy. How are you doing, guys? Good. 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 So welcome to the show. We were off last week. Uh, sorry, guys. You know, I had to have uh, ACL reconstruction. That was crazy. I'm, I'm better now. A week later, uh, I'm off crutches and I'm off the knee brace. So hopefully everything goes back to normal, but it won't. I promise you that. Um, today, we got a great show for you. First, we want you to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube or on our uh, or on our, our podcasts so we can have more uh, the audience can make sure that they see what you're seeing and hopefully like it and uh, hear it as well. So we also want to thank everybody. I'm going to share this with you right now. Uh, we had a great turnout for our t-shirts. Uh, you can see the, the I hope you guys can see that right. The Valle Bajo uh, Loteria card, uh, 20, with a bulldog and a mic. And that that shirt, uh, we sold 20 of them. So we got $16, which pays for one month of Zoom. Uh, we sold 20. Uh, we're going to open it up again. We got some more um, people wanting to buy. So we'll open it up again. Hopefully, we can get another 20. And then we can uh, help ourselves out a little bit with, with uh, some new equipment or anything else or uh, actually want to start uh, going live. Uh, hopefully we can have that going for you guys and you guys can interact with us as we do the show. So those are things that are going to happen soon. I hope it's summer. We're off. Uh, let's see what happens now. Uh, a lot of things going on. So we're going to start real fast. We're going to start real fast. Uh, let's start here. Let's move this over uh, real quick. Uh, we're going to start here. I'm going to start with, uh, let's see if you guys can see it. We're going to start with uh, one resignation from the cabinet already uh, from Espinosa was the SPED director, Mr. Ricardo Ortega. Can you guys see that? So this is Mr. Ricardo Ortega's tweet on June 3rd, okay, June 3rd. It reads, I was extremely super surprised. I was extremely super surprised by my department today. Best drive-through retirement party ever. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Thank you all very much from the bottom of my heart. One team, one goal, hashtag team SISD. So, oh, you know, we have Mr. Ortega resigning after two years. He's all, he was only two years on the job, maybe three. Personally, I 
kind of know who he is, but I, I I know him for other things than what his job was and that he didn't do very well. So, okay, he resigned, or did he? On the next week, June 3rd, Miss, uh, our the assistant director of special ed says, it was a great day to see everyone at the EOY. EOY stands for end of the year special education drive-through meeting. Thank you team for all you do. We're so proud of the work we do and the difference we make. Hope you enjoyed the event and gifts, but most especially summer break. So wait, is it a retirement party? Or is it an end of the year special education drive through party? What are we playing? Que estamos jugando? I'm going to start with Will. Will, talk to me. What's going on, man? Are we going well, to party for ourselves or what's going on? Hey, whatever works, right? <laughs> but <laughs> let me tell you, man, some people, they just know how to sell it, you know? Some people are good salesmen. It's just unfortunate that the tweets were back to back there, but <laughs> but if, hey, if you can sell it and somebody buys it, I guess it's okay. If you buy that he it was a surprise party for himself, then I got some uh, oceanfront property in Arizona. But and, go for it. No, sorry, and then I mean, not much of a parade, right? It's one car. <laughs> the first car. I'm guessing that's the first car. <laughs> All right, I'm guessing that's the first car. It, yeah, they, no, what happened was that the opportunity was there and he took it. Hey, you know, a lot of people don't like me. Well, Renee, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I mean, if, if, if you looked at it in his, in his Facebook page and you just saw that, I mean, that, I mean, it's, it's credible. It's credible. But right after that tweet, there's another tweet. It's just like, guy got caught in the lie. And then, oh, I hope you, got it. I hope you guys like the gifts you got from the assistant director. And I'm like, what's happening here? Let me tell you. I'll tell you a story after we all could. Sal, what do you think, man? What do we got here? This is the first big name that resigns. Uh, after uh, Espinosa did. What do you think? Yeah, now that Will pointed it out that it was one vehicle, I'm, I'm like trying to capture if I could see anything in the back and maybe there's a blue car in the back. I think I saw that part. <laughs> um, I guess it's, yeah, it kind of looks like it's a personal, some sort of a personal farewell. Uh, it just looks kind of funny. Yeah, there is one car in the back, but. But the thing is that, we're, that, that he, there was another party for the, and this is, I love, the special ed department uh, had a drive-through meeting. So they gave him a bag, they gave him something, a mask or something in there. They gave him a bunch of stuff. That If you're telling me, uh, Mr. Garcia, please show up to the to central office to pick up your stuff, I'd be the first one there. And oh, guess what? You're celebrating his retirement. I'd be like, and only because let me let me tell you a story. He was my, he was um, <clears throat> he was my professor at UTEP, and I was at UTEP, and and uh, it was being special ed, right? And and there was this one time I don't know how we got into it, 
And something about, and you know, there's a building that has low ceilings, right? And he said, you know, not all of you can touch the ceiling. And I was like, I can touch the ceiling. Man, he was like, what? Well, guess what? I, I was a, a very good athlete. And still at the time I was playing teacher volleyball. And guess what? He's like, well, touch the ceiling, big boy. I touched it. And since then, I've kind of had like a, like a, like a pica on my back, bro. And I was like, este vato que? And this guy, I mean, there's some, there still has to be some professionalism when you do a job like that, but it is what it is. So uh, Mr. Ortega resigns, retires, throws himself a party, or does he? We don't know, but that's, pues, que bueno que se tiró un party, pues, pa que se invite el solo. So uh, on to the next thing. Congratulations to everybody, the 2021 graduates from all the high schools. And, and I'll be very honest, we, we hope you guys, everything you got your, your everything straight. We hope your high school got everything straight for you because we know what happens around this time. We know that they find out that people shouldn't have graduated, people shouldn't have graduated. But you know, it's those things that we always look for and hopefully uh, everything happens and, and happens for a reason. So we're going to start and I'm going to show you some things uh, real quick and then we're going to get back into it, okay? So let me get in here and we're going to show you a couple of different graduations that, hey, they were great. Um, they were great. Uh, more power to the kids. Uh, but of course, adults, when, you, when you're talking about schools and adults aren't involved, it doesn't end well. So let's start with um, here. This is uh, uh, America's High. Good morning. My name is Ryan Kirtley, proud counselor of America's High School. I have the pleasure of announcing the scholarship total for the class of 2021. The class of 2021 was awarded a total of $20,371,800.32. We're so very proud of you. Congratulations, graduates. Wow. America's got $20 million. That's a lot of moolah right there. Where, you know, and then I got to thinking, okay, that's cool. What about the other schools? Right? So let's go to Mawood real quick. Let me present that to you guys. We got a, a, a new system, so it's, it's still working out the kinks. So we're still working out the kinks. So let's go to the next one. Here we go. My name is Annette Montevides, and I am the lead counselor at Montwood High School. It gives me great pleasure to announce the scholarship total for the class over $19.4 million were awarded this year. Good job, class of 2021. Jeez, mini Christmas. $19.4 million. That's a lot of money. We're moving on. Uh, we go to Pebble Hills. Let's see what they got. They mean that's a lot of money there. A lot of money. 
And now we go to Pebble Hills. You guys can see that, right? Yes. And I'm one of our house counselors at Pebble Hills High School. It gives me great pleasure to announce a scholarship total for the class of 2021. Our total is $7.5 million. Great job, Spartan. Wow. $7.5 million for Pebble Hills. I mean, it's not 20 million, but you know, it's it's that much. And last but not least, our school of choice, our school in our area that we love. It's Socorro High School. Let's see how much they got. Good evening. My name is Connie Campos Reyes, and I am one of the proud counselors at Socorro High School. It gives me great pleasure to announce the scholarship total for the class of 2021. Our total is $4,177,000. Dollars, seventy-seven thousand seven hundred and twenty-three dollars. Great job, Bulldog. Four million something because I couldn't understand that. Eastlake got six million. So again, is the very bottom. Now I'm gonna start with South. South Pebble Hill seven point five million. Uh, Mountwood nineteen point four million. East Lake, 6 million. America's 20 million. And of course, Socorro, 4.1. What do you think? What do we have here? So it could be a lot of uh, different combinations. Uh, that could be, whether they're academic, that could be uh, athletic. Uh, one of the downfalls, and I'll speak to the athletic side, is that uh, that's where there's a need, there's a big need in uh, Socorro Athletics to, to, um, to be worked on. Right. And so we need to make sure that we're recruiting uh, some top-notch um, uh, coaches to help us out with our athletes getting those type of, of, of uh, scholarships. And I'll speak to that because, I mean, <clears throat> when I was uh, playing ball, you know, that's, that was uh, something that, our coaches would always try to work with us to get those type of athletic scholarships. Now, if you're talking about your, you know, your top 10 and then your top 10%, then that's, that's a different realm. And so um, we have to look also at what type of programs the school itself has in order to be able to compete with like Montwood and Americas, because they might have those other type of, you know, programs or vocational programs that might lead them into getting into those type of scholarships that the universities are recruiting. Okay. And so that's something that we need to look at. I know that Socorro has a very good uh, healthcare program uh, of itself, but at the same time, it doesn't have that elite status. And when I say elite status, you're, you're, you're trying to look at maybe like a nursing program, uh, maybe uh, something 
uh, that it's going to take you into a university, not so much of a vocational, because that's what they had. So I'm actually a product of that. Uh, mm -hmm. I did attend the, the magnet program, the healthcare magnet program. And it took me as just far as uh, working as a, a nurse assistant. And so, so when I'm talking about an LDM program, talking about a RN program, then, <clears throat> then we have to have something that's going to compete with these, uh, with these other schools. Um, again, I'm not aware of what Pebble Hills has to offer America at Malwood, but if they're having some sort of engineer programs or uh, uh, law firm, like attorneys, stuff like that, then those colleges are going to be attracted to that kind of fields. And so Socorro has to be competitive in that side. And I know that, you know, even among ourselves, we're having those type of discussions of what is it can we bring in to the, to the valley to make it competitive with what's going on up in the north. So it's something that needs to be looked at. And I'm pretty sure that it'll get looked at within these uh, next, next years to be able to have those kind of numbers that you just mentioned. Right, right. So when I saw this, I was real surprised. I'm like, uh, you know, and you're right about the programs. Programs have a lot to do with it and get you prepared to go to, to the set collegiate level athletically or, or educational-wise. So, uh, Renee, I'm moving to you. What do you think? Socorro's in the bottom of, of, of scholarships. What do you think? Well, you got to look at, like Sel said, you know, he, he's, he's absolutely correct. I mean, you got to look if it's uh, athlete, athletic scholarship or just straight up academic scholarship. So by the looks of it, uh, we're, we're falling behind on both areas. If you want to want to look at it uh, that way. Um, and then you have to ask your question, why? How can the school district try to balance um, the, the, the schools to say, well, let's try to evaluate why the academics or the scholarship or the athletic scholarships are lower in Socorro? I mean, it, it, it's like uh, Sal said, it, it might be, you know, we need better coaches, you know, we need better equipment to better prepare our children, you know, for, 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 for their perspective, you know, um, sports. Um, and, and, and in other words, in, um, in the education area, well, we got to look at, you know, what kind of programs are we offering so that they can be better equipped so that when they go out there to a university and apply, they have a better chance to, to get some scholarship. So it, it, it's it's sad to say, but I mean we see it in movies. It's like a cliche, you know. You live you live across the the railroad tracks. Well, in this case, you live on the bottom of I ten. So I mean, you know, we don't we don't get, you know, what 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 we deserve, right. and it's lopsided, and it, it's just something that it's sad to say that it just happens repeatedly year after year after year and they just have to find out and what services what programs um they can offer so that they can at least bring that scholarship amount and be able for our kids to be um at a better position to receive those scholarships okay okay 
Thank you, sir. Uh, well, what do you think? It's very unfortunate to have this happen. Um, Sal and Rene are right. There has to be an investment. There has to be an investment, not just at the high school, but from the elementary schools down there to get the kids ready to go, you know? Right. They're falling behind. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people know me and a lot of people don't, but I used to work at Socorro. I used to have a job at the district office and I used to go to the different campuses. Mm -hmm. And I remember a conversation with a worker over there at Socorro High School. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting in the counselor suite and she was telling me, you know, this table right here, it's all warped. It's been here since I was a student here. This is the same table. It's been here for since, and she's about 50 years old. And I was like, what? Yeah, and I remember going down there, the air conditioners don't work, that kind of stuff. There needs to be an investment made, not just for the for the academics, for athletics, the like the city leagues maybe, you know, because a lot of those kids, right? They, they play ball down there and then they jump over, they go to Del Valle or they go somewhere else. Right. But if, if uh, I think if we had a better vision for the kids sound in the valley we'd be better off overall yeah i think i think you're absolutely right all three of you had it we need more programs we need more investment into our, our lower valley area and that's why you know i think the voting went the way it did because and and we've talked about this before on the show it's going to take a couple of terms for pablo barrera uh or or a couple of terms for Rene. Rodriguez to be elected back into office to get back something or half of what we need because the more that people like right now the city of Socorro is not investing in the city right now we don't have a lot invested in our lower valley schools which will change but those are the things we don't have our own state reps investing in our area. So those are the biggest things that you're right, because everybody wants to keep it a rural area, and that's fine and dandy, but don't be complaining when we only have 4 million scholarships going out to kids, and, and they're not FFA or they're not anything else. So thank you, three, for, for, uh, for, for those comments. And, and just to make uh, to um, something just came across was that Socorro High School will have their last walk this Saturday. And what triggered, remember me, was that the air conditioners don't work. So they're talking about how air conditioners are not going to work this Saturday uh, for the final walk from 9 to 12. If you are a Socorian and, and, and if you want to travel the high school one more time, uh, uh, make sure to go to Socorro between 9 and 12. Make sure it's a hard hat area, I believe. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a live construction area. But this is the last time you'll be able to, to walk around Socorro uh, this weekend, which is would be the six, the 19th, uh, Saturday the 19th, from 9 to 12, or whatever, or whatever day Saturday falls on, you're going to be able to walk your Socorro High School for one last time before they demolish it and you get your, hopefully, your brand new high school in July when you go back. So let's hope for that, guys. Let's hope for that. So that's this Saturday, uh, Socorro's last walk, Saturday 9 to 12, uh, this weekend. Anything to add? Anybody else out for the last walk? It's just kind of sad that there's no publicity on it. Yeah. Uh, you would think that the interim superintendent uh, sounds like 
all her roots were in Socorro High School. Uh, she would she would um, make some sort of a mention or or try to push uh, for some sort of a last hurrah. Right. And so I mean, his his brother is the Socorro High School baseball coach, and um, Nick Alvarez. We played together uh, football right. uh, at Socorro. So all her family, basically siblings, are connected to Socorro, and and there's no there's no uh, publicity. There's no tweet. I'm pretty sure the tweets are gonna start flying. Right. Uh, once they demolish it, but there's nobody mentioning it, um, and that's just kind of kind of sad because uh, ISD is not ISD uh, without Socorro, and ISD. I mean, it's Socorro Independent School District, and it's because of, of uh, Socorro High School. The name has it itself, and the surrounding. The schools that are here in the in the valley that's that's basically how the 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 district started and so uh too bad so it's gonna go down um in ashes and uh you know people will not have that opportunity uh to see it uh one you know one last day standing in that sense uh since the district did not make any type of a public announcement in regard Right. And that and that's sad because let me tell you, um, you don't hear about Coronado High School being torn down. You don't hear about uh, if you ever hear of Americas maybe being torn down. But you do hear about Socorro. You do hear about the Lower Valley schools or the low income schools who get torn down. Hopefully, thank God we're getting a new school. But they couldn't save it. They could Nothing could be happening. And that's the point I get to that it's too late to save it because they didn't do the infrastructure beforehand to get to save the school. They just did patchwork. And, and that's something that uh, here in the Valley, we got to take care of. And so again, Saturday, nine to 12 at Socorro High School. If you want to, if you're a former Socorian or just want to see the Socorro High School inside, um, that's where it will be. All right, moving on. Uh, we have a school board meeting uh, last week or yesterday, matter of fact, and one of our own showed up. No sé si lo invitaron o se invitó solo. El Bari. Pero, can you guys see that? Yep. Let's yeah. see what happens here. Our first speaker is Renee Rodriguez. I believe he has two items that he'll discuss. I will permit him to go ahead and come forward. So just to tell you in advance, he had two, he had signed up for two items that he wanted to talk about. So they gave him 10 minutes to talk. So we'll break it down into five and five. And if you want to talk about two items, next time you get up there, that's the way you do it. So you won't be cut off in time. President Board, thank you for allowing me to have uh, this time to address you guys. I have a concern about my children. 
Um, one of my, ch my child goes to this school, has to sign in. And when she signs in, um, she has to take and asks if she has taken the COVID vaccine. Okay, that's medical. Well, I don't know if you're aware about the HIPAA laws. Okay, so you either need to address that or change that because as a parent, I don't like for you to talk to my children, asking questions about their medical status. Okay. The other thing is my daughter goes to high school. And the other issue I have is that she didn't pass one of her tests. So she's going to class right now. She has to go Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Tomorrow's her last day. It's supposed to be from 8 to 11. Yesterday she went. Got there at 8.15 because she didn't know where to go. So for 15 minutes, she was lost. She found her place at 8.15. She says, Daddy, I'm home. I mean, I'm in class. Perfect. Then she says, after 20 minutes, she got a 40-minute recess. Okay? After 20 minutes, a lesson. Then she comes back. <coughs> they give her a little bit more of a lesson. And by 10, she called my wife to get picked up. She was supposed to get three hours. Today she gets there at eight because she already knew where she needs to go. And she was sent home at 9.30. Okay, this is a child, my child, that didn't pass her test. She needs tutoring. And what kind of tutoring you're providing when she's get, not getting her three hours that she needs to, okay? On top of that, it's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. My question is why in the hell is she gonna take her test next week on Thursday. You're giving her seven days of doing absolutely nothing. Then what is she going to learn? What is she going to absorb? That needs to change. That needs to be addressed. That is ridiculous. Never, never. I've been in high school. I went and I got my bachelor's. We always studied and took our tests. They never said, oh, we'll see you next week. Come on. My child has already missed a year. You think that they're okay? No, they're not. I bought my child, my, both my children, desks, computers, okay? Before you guys supplied them. I got them lights, chairs. A worthy study in their beds. And I come from work, try to check up on them. And that's where I'm, I'm like, hey, you're not learning, get up. Put that desk to, to, to work, okay? That's how we're teaching our children, okay? And I'm just a parent that by God, you know, thank God that God provided me the knowledge to have my own company. That I can take the time to go and check up on the children. But what about the thousands of parents that don't have that ability? Okay. Help our kids pass their tests. It is not sufficient to what you guys are providing. Okay. The other issue, got a minute left. The other issue, because I got a bunch of issues, but the same issue is this. You want to do a survey? I don't know who the hell is doing those surveys. Okay. When you give us a survey and you ask for our opinion, okay. Let us give you our opinion. 
don't force us to choose. If there's five items, don't force us to choose three. Okay? Because that's not our opinion. Because I only wanted one thing. There's another item that has seven things there. I only picked two. Why are you asking me for four? You want to know why? Because I'm an educated man. And I understand that I can sway all of these to say, well, I can give these three to this parent, but I'm pretty sure that I get make them forced to get a fourth one. I'm going to get what I want as a district. Okay? It is skewed. It is incorrect. And it is improper. We cannot submit those surveys, not even my opinion, because I have to do what you guys are asking me to and, and plug in the third and the fourth. So my thing is, that needs to change. Your surveys are crap. That needs to change. And stop asking my children for their medical things. Okay? Because that's against HIPAA law. And that needs to be corrected. Okay? Because I do have the means. I do have the means. Ms. Carbona, can we address this gentleman's issues immediately? Yes, sir. By this Friday? All right. <laughs> he gets confused there, but he comes back. And that's Renee for you. And if you know Renee, he's very passionate. And I applaud Renee for bringing up his kids' issues. And that's something that's very hard for a parent. So we're going to unwrap the first session where he, he tells about the HIPAA law, EOCs, uh, and the tutoring. What's happening with that? Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Sal. Sal, you work in the medical field. You know a lot about HIPAA. Uh, what, what do you think? What do you, what do you get from that? So that is something that cannot be asked. It is uh, something that you are protected. Um, just recently, and this is an example that, that, um, that I'm gonna provide that makes total sense. Uh, Fort Bliss, um, the gyms. And so recently uh, I was on post and I just saw a lot of uh, service members going into uh, the gym. And so I actually asked a buddy of mine that is still there at Fort Bliss. And I told him, I say, hey, is the max, the mask mandate, uh, is it off uh, on post? And he said, yes. And I said, the reason why I'm asking is because the gyms, because I saw service members uh, coming in without masks. So I wanted to be uh, starting to work out on post, uh, but I haven't done so because of the mask. It's hard to breathe while you're working out. It's hard to, to have that. And so, so then I, I asked them to say, are they asking for the card? Because again, because I live in Socorro driving all the way to Fort Bliss, right. I wanted to be prepared if I needed to take my, my vaccination card to prove to them. So I said, nah, man, that's HIPAA. They can't ask you whether you're vaccinated or not. They just have it out there that if you're vaccinated, you don't need the mask. And that if you're not, then it's encouraged for you to mask up, but they can't force, force you either. So to the point that Rene was saying, that's totally, absolutely correct. There shouldn't be no questionnaires. There shouldn't be anything, information uh, that, that 
should be asking, especially if, if you're a, a, a minor, because now at that point, you need the consent from the parents. So the parents have to, um, if they're willingly, they could give that information to, to whomever is asking it, but they shouldn't be asking anybody under the age of 18, you know, any, anybody 17 uh, years or younger shouldn't be asked uh, anything in regards to their uh, medical because that is the parent's responsibility. And that's if they want to provide that. But HIPAA protects anybody uh, against disclosing any type of uh, information, any medical information that you wish to disclose. Okay, that's, that's very informative. Uh, Mr. Carrasco, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, kids shouldn't be asked those kinds of questions. And I mean, if you work with kids, you know that kids lie anyway. Yeah. So what they're going to tell you yes or no or whatever that you want to hear just to get you off their backs. Right. So it's not a. I, and I heard the the meeting, the board meeting further along, and they explained why they were asking about the contact tracing and all that. Right. But there's other ways of doing that. There's right. there's other ways without asking the kid, "Hey, are you vaccinated?" I mean, like Sal says, if they're not going to ask you that on post, why are they going to ask you that at school? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and so with that being said, Alex, the contact tracing, that never picked up. I mean, that was something that was politically um, being pushed on. But HIPAA, HIPAA uh, overthrows anything of that nature. So uh, I know that we're trying to make a, a, lot, a lot of uh, political wave of contact tracing, where it's coming from and the source, but it's still HIPAA. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the virus itself. Uh, are they doing contact tracing for the flu? Are they are they doing um, contact tracing if you have the miss the the MMR, if you have a tetanus, anything of that nature? There's no such thing as contact tracing for those other symptoms. And so all of a sudden, just because we're in the pandemic, they want to start doing it. But that was more of a political movement that they were trying to to do. But HIPAA uh, overrides anything of that nature. Right. So you do not have to disclose any information. And then you give us all this information. Is there anything else you'd like to add on the hip? No, no, it's just it's just that, you know, Sal hit it perfectly. You know, I mean, I, I have nothing more to add. You know, Sal said it all um, as a parent. You know, um, I don't want somebody asking my child any um, health information if if I'm not there. Or, or her mom, um, because it is personal. Um, we don't know um, what kind of other questions they're asking. Right. So we just rather not. And I just said, you know what? Stop it. You know that's something that I don't. I don't consent to. I know that they send us a lot of information through email and text and stuff. Um, I didn't address that uh, because of time. Um, but one of the things is that, you know, when you send out information, you don't really specify anything. So you, you kind of just want to get over it because it's, it's a ton of information and there's a lot of stuff that they're asking you. And as a parent, you know, of course, you're going to accept it and send it and stuff. But we need to do a better job as parents as to voice our concerns and say, hey, you know, this needs to stop. 
you know, our children are there to learn and to get educated and that's it, you know, stop, you know, asking them these other questions that have no, nothing to do with, with getting a proper education. And that's basically what I told them. Yeah, that was great. You know, and I remember you saying that we need lower valley voices. And I remember you saying that, and you're, the, and you're leading by example, which is great. And that hopefully we can get more people and parents out there and talking about the lower valley and what's happening in the lower valley. And this is something that, you know, you lead by example. So, you know, we talked about the EOC, uh, the end of year course exam, your daughter failed it and she goes to tutoring, but she only goes for certain times. Uh, and that's at Tokoro High School, but we're, we're, you know, what's going on there? What kind of, of, of what kind of, what, what are we showing our kids? And if this is what's happening, now we know why there's only $4 million of scholarships coming in. And, and that's, that's not good. Um, you know, and, and we, you said we're, we already missed a ton. Uh, I love that you say that you bought your kids the computers right before, you know, Sokoto could ever get it to us. And, and for the, what's coming up, that's something we got to remember because they failed to give the lower Valley computers and laptops and everything they needed for uh, what happened with the COVID-19, you know, um, and the surveys, and, and that's something else. The surveys was something that was brought up as well, where, you know, like uh, Dr. K said last time on the, when she was on, uh, she said, you know, you're telling us that these are our options. You're not asking us what we want. And you just, you just hit that point again. You know, those surveys are ridiculous because this is what we want. So pick from this. And that's not giving any anybody a voice. That's telling you, pick this, 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 or this. You're forced to pick. I think that's a great, great, great thing that you brought up as well. Moving on, uh, I'm going to go to uh, Mr. Oh, sorry, sorry, Alex. Can I talk a little bit about that survey? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, listen, this this type of survey here, this is the same mentality that's been in place for a long time. And it's going to take some more than just a few months of uh, new leadership to change this. This this is the exact same thing that's been happening for a long time. Like, hey, pick from these. You know, uh, this is a, a very stereotypical salesman technique. Hey, I'm going to sell you something. Uh, I'm going to come to your house. What works better for you, 8 a.m. or 2 p.m.? You got to choose from one of those two? I mean, come on now. It's just... The way that the survey is designed, the way that those meetings, I know you guys talked about the meetings that you went down to Socorro High School, right? When they were planning the, the yeah. bond money. And I, I went to those meetings. I went to the exact same meetings you guys went to. And I remember they're in the library and they had the plans. Hey, you can choose from the legacy plan or this plan or this, this model. They had like four different models to choose from. And, but that's it. Just pick from these four. Yeah. Come on now. Like I, it's just, the mentality that has been put in place in the school district for many years, it's going to take a while to get rid of this. And, and it's, it's the mentality of, of the Spinoza controlling everything. Espinosa will take care of it. Whatever your job is, he'll take care of it. You're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do something, but you still, still know Espinosa is going to take care of it. And I'll be very honest. 
<laughs> you know, when, when teachers, I, when I got my, my, uh, my T-test, well, I didn't worry about it because my principal was very, or my AP was very, I'll do it. He would do it for me because he was such a perfectionist. See what I'm saying? So why worry about it? I'm like, okay, if that's what you want, but you know, I'll try. You know, most people have to are like, well, you know, what are you going to try to do? But most people, and especially the administration central office, uh, if Espinosa tells you what to do, and that makes your job easier, then you're going to say, okay, because you don't have to lift that much of a finger to do anything. And, and that's what I'm telling you. And you're right. Well, that is, that is the way uh, uh, the MO for SISD that they like it that way. They like that. And I'm telling you, that's why I tell you, a lot of people don't like Pablo Barrera because Pablo Barrera's asking questions. Uh, Pablo Barrera's asking for answers. Um, those are the things that I don't think Gary did. Gary no molestó, you know? And that's the thing that you're right. Now what? Now what do we do? When we have somebody who's asking, asking questions. Thanks. Uh, Sal, what do you think? In regards to anything, any we uh, we talked about the computers, the the surveys, uh, the testing, any of that that we talked about the laptops before uh, that Annette bought. We're asking for the, the 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 second part of what Rene said. Yeah, so just on, on Rene, because uh, um, that 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 is great that in in the sense that he's educated when it comes to like like HIPAA. And so I really like that, that he was able to explain that while he was there. Uh, when it comes to the laptops, I mean, he was just being proactive because he identified something that he needed for, for his, uh, uh, for her uh, daughters in order for, for them to be able to be equipped with the necessary equipment. Because of course, we already had these discussions that, uh, you know, there was a tweet that was sent out by Espinosa that all these laptops were purchased, but yet they right. were not in the hands of the students. Um, so I just kind of wanted to point out, uh, I don't know if you guys picked it up on the video um, that is currently paused right now, but I, I really did like, uh, I was looking at what was going on in the background. And so I see Miss Macias, you know, uh, writing down as Rene speaking so, so, you know, I don't know her personally. I mean, I know, you know, some, some involvement that, that she has, that's it. But I really, you know, I have to give her kudos in the sense that, you know, as Rene is, is expressing his challenges that, that he's, uh, uh, he's been having as of late, she's taking notes. And so that to me uh, is showing me that whether she's getting ready to do something about it or we'll start looking into it versus the lady, the older lady that's in the back in the green, she's just hanging in there. And so that I think is that Espinosa mentality. I don't know her, but that's the vibe that's giving me. So uh, so just like uh, it was just being mentioned right now, you know, we're gonna have to get through through some of this uh, red tape that that is out there. And so, you know, I, I could see where Ms. Macias is, is trying to, to uh, make sure that, that 
the students are being taken care of, that parents are getting what they need to. But I don't know, that lady in the green is giving me that Espinosa mentality, like yeah. she don't care. Yeah, it's 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 the Spinoza mentality where we're still going to do what we want, when we want, and how we want, yeah. no matter what you say. And, that, and even and even how you have it paused right now, Alex. Look look at that body language. Ms. Macias is engaging. And I just want to add. I just want to add. Um, she took impeccable notes. I I I'm glad you you brought that up, Sal, because you got to give credit where credit is due. You know, I went up there, I told them what, what was going on with my children. Um, but, you know, it, it's sad to say, you know, I'm going to say this. In the city of Socorro, it, there's a $11 million uh, budget. And the Socorro Independent School District, it's almost half a billion dollars. And yet they're the ones that take care of our children, that they have them all, day, all the time. But I'm going to give credit to where credit is due. They called me this morning. They said, Mr. Rodriguez, you know, we 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 got a call last night, matter of fact, um, and we're gonna work with you. Uh, if your daughter needs more time, um, we'll we'll open up the school and 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 give her the additional help that she needs. Um, the other thing was is that what I was told is that because the state says that these tests have to be done on their days um he couldn't move it because he wanted to move that test closer so that there won't be a lapse of time from when they're getting their 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 tutoring to take that exam and i like that and i like that he explained to me um the principal did um and he was real nice um and he said look we're gonna we're gonna give her an additional you know uh time and uh she can come uh tomorrow which is today right but uh, tomorrow and Friday and stuff. And, and I liked it and I appreciate it. And I wanted to say thank you to all the staff and everybody that was involved in, in Socorro because I will say this all the time. We said it, Alex, here, we said it, so people need to come out and voice their concerns. Yes. Because if we don't, nothing happens. We need to stop that mentality that we have that, oh, no nos hacen caso. Yeah, they do. I'm, I'm, I'm a living testament. I got a concern. I brought it up and they were quick to respond. Those are the times, but you know what? It's just me. But if we all get together, bound together and just really come out there and say, Hey, this needs to change. Then we would see change quicker. Yes, you and, and, and that's all I wanted to say is that I hope that people look at this podcast, see what I did. And I'm giving you a testament. They did help me. They're giving additional uh, uh, tutoring to my daughter. You know, I explained my 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 concern. They addressed it, and and um, and and here we go. So, it, does it help to come out and voice your concerns? Yes. Yes. And and I will tell all our audience, come on, go voice. You have a concern. Hey, that's what they're there for. Yeah. So thank you, Renee. You did that. Now we're gonna show the second part, which is also very interesting and see what you guys think about that. Let me share that with you real quick. And that's a great observation for you three. So let's see here. You're on. Go ahead. Oh. Ay, <laughs> like I said, I'm... We're all parents here, okay? 
We should all be worried about what quality they're providing our kids. I know some of you are educators. Educate, okay? That's all I want. I want the best for my district. Work together and give us the best for our children. Because don't forget, we're gonna be old and who's gonna take care of us? These children, these are our future. The other issues that I have is that I've been told by a lot of teachers where my, my youngest is gonna to go to next year. I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus, but when I hear that, you know what, our police department threw you know, something under the bus, it worries me. We saw it in Canotillo right now where they're reporting about it. You know, we need an audit for our police department as well. Because when you have in the adult restroom drugs, they're reported and nothing's been done, there's an issue. And especially when my kid's going to go to that school. Those are things. You have a policy, a drug policy at that. There's a thing as open records request. 10 days, you're going to have to give me that information because I am going to come on Monday. I'm going to request that. How many drug tests have you guys provided? Just that simple. Who is doing those drugs? Because I don't want to think that it's a teacher or maybe a custodian. God knows who. I just don't want to blame anybody, but those are genuine concerns, especially when my child is going to go to that school. We need to address these. Everybody is scared in the school system. Why? Because they're scared of retaliation. We said it all along. Whispers in the hallways. Whispers out when you're in gatherings. People talk. People talk because they're scared. We had elections. Change was made. Because we understand as parents, we need to change. We need somebody to work it. We're asking to work together. Bring those changes that we are asking for. I'm a parent with genuine concerns about my children, education. I'm afraid of what's gonna happen if somebody, God forbid, does drugs and not in the right mind and hurt my child. Because I won't leave it alone. Because I have the means. So please work together, change policies. Make this work environment better for your staff. And I'm talking from the top to the bottom so that they can be well prepared so that my child, my children, and everybody else in this room's children can have the education that we deserve and that we're paying for. I'm sorry to say this. I know some of you, I'm gonna throw anybody under the bus like I said, it was easy for me to just pick up the phone and say, hey, this. But you know what? You're all elected. You as the board can do it. Not one of you, 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 or you. All of you collective. That's why I came here to tell you and address you these issues. Please. I'm begging you. My child, I don't see my child for the whole day. You guys do. You guys take care of my children. Your teacher knows my child more than what I know my child because they're here most of the day. Give them the tools necessary to provide the best quality of service you guys can give to your teachers so that they can provide it to my children and our children. Because as a father, you know, 
I have to look for what my child's best interest is. And the, yours as well. Because it's not fair just to be selfish and say, oh, just mine. No, talking about everybody else's too. Those are concerns. Please. Sorry, I have to alert. Please, I implore you, work together. Change these policies. Make sure that you need to look and to make sure that your teachers are fit for the job. We need to stop skewing these, these surveys that you're doing. Stop asking my children for their medical stuff, please. Please, I need that to resolve. I hate threatening people. I'm not threatening you guys. I'm asking you and imploring you. Change them. Change your policies. Thank you for paying attention to me. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rodriguez. No, hey, Papa Bear. Tell Papa Bear. I, I can fully, I'm fully, you're fully there, bro. Papa Bear mode. And that's what happens when it involves our kids. You know, it is what it is. And when it involves our kids, we get pissed off. We really do. So we're talking about a lot of stuff now, Renee, where it comes to, you know, you ask the SISD board to work together because we know there's alliances. Now there's drugs in an adult restroom. That's not the first time we've heard about it. Me and you have talked about it. We heard a lot about it. And what happened in Canotillo, the police audit, that's very interesting. Your open records request, there's still retaliation in Socorro. Uh, I love how you ask for teachers to give them what they need. And yes, they're all elected. You're elected by the people. So the people are your bosses. So we want teachers who are fit to, to, to teach and for the job. And that's exactly right. So I'm gonna start with Sal. Sal. On the second part of, of Renee's um, talk to the SISD board, what, what stood out for you? <clears throat> that was his uh, heartfelt message that he gave to, um, to the board. Yes. And so you're talking about, again, another area where he's very uh, educated. Uh, so, you know, we talked about HIPAA right now how he knows and, and, and what you're able to ask and whatnot. And so Rene was uh, uh, city council uh, at large. So he knows policies, he knows uh, procedures, and he knows what the board should be um, uh, doing. Right. And so he's directing them, like change policy. That's what you're up there. That's why you're in that one seat. And so... I guarantee you that they probably didn't even thought about, oh shit, like, yeah, I'm here for policy change yeah. <laughs> or creating policy. So now you have somebody that actually had somebody uh, that, that background, that, that experience uh, and go up there and tell them, I say, you know what? I've been in one of those seats, but for the, for the city. So I know how this runs. And so your job, which was my job at one point was to create and change policy. And so I'm asking for you guys to do the same. So I really love how Rene uh, pleaded that and reminded them that that's why you are there. And, and very, you know, it's something that's developing right now with, with the police department. And so 
you know, uh, I kind of started reading what was going on over there in Canutillo. And so I went to Socorro High School when there was no police officers. We only had uh, securities. And so um, I don't know, maybe because it's now a larger district. I mean, I don't recall having any type of uh, um, any instances or, or occurrences, and I'm speaking for Socorro High School, where PD had to be involved. Right. Uh, it was always to the point where the security officers were always uh, on the floor. And so that was that level of respect because you didn't want to get in trouble because they had that authority to, hey, you're late, why are you late? And, and start asking you like, hey, why are you in this restrooms during class time to get out of here? Like they had that type of authority. So, uh, so now when you're talking about police officers, uh, we saw that in the report of Canutillo, they weren't even present, no. they weren't even around. So, I mean, I can't speak to that at the moment because, you know, I didn't attend Socorro High School where there was PD, but I can attest to when we had security officers, they were always on the floor, um, you know, before any student got there and possibly when the last student left as well too. Right, uh, thank you, Sal. Mr. Carrasco, what do you think? What stood out from you from, from the next second, uh, second chat? with uh, the school board? Well, he's absolutely right. I mean, more people need to go up there. If they have concerns, especially dealing with their kids, they need to go up and voice those concerns. It was interesting to see the background, right? Mm -hmm. So you have Rene and Ms. Macias there. Yes. Then you have Ms. Zapata in the green. Ms. Zapata the one. Oh, that's where it is. Yeah, that, the, the yeah. one with oh, the vibe. You're going to see right now in the second part what happened. So, so right above Ms. Zapata, you can see like the bottom half of a fella. That looks to me like it's Mr. Redlinger. Mr. Redlinger, he's the person in charge of HR of investigations when, when there's a problem like this, right? So there's two, two investigations happening, the criminal investigation that the police handles and then the HR investigation. And it looks like he's trying to write something when Renes talking, but he stops. And he's trying to write again and he stops. So I don't know, maybe... Maybe he needs to look into something because I don't know. Uh, the only thing I know about this incident is what I've read, you know, here and there, little tidbits. So I'm not perfectly informed on this, but it's enough to warrant an HR investigation and a criminal investigation. So I just wonder what, what the holdup is here. Because when it's some employees, when it's some other people, those investigations move quickly, and before you know it, hey, quit or get fired, right? That's right. that's the go-to. But when it's certain other people, maybe not. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm not totally informed on this, but it would be interesting to see what happens with this. And I'm going to tell you something that I heard. Uh, somebody told me that, that one of the unions actually got a, a text message to about a complaint and it was about Redlinger and the, and the union member and the union president went straight to Redlinger and said it to him. Those are things that are, are dangerous and shouldn't be done. And that, that's why everybody says, well, why are you talking about the unions? Because they suck sometimes. 
and because you need better leadership you know and and it is what it is and 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 we'll talk about that in a little bit but and uh, i really liked how you said uh we should all work together and you talk, you're talking about the sisd board and 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 saying how we're all elected because easily easily and, and people know renee renee could call anybody on the school board and have a chit chat with him and you would be on the phone with hours with renee but renee did did and i want to say something renee did do something courageous to 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 let it all out there and the papa bear came out and it is what it is when it, your cubs are suffering or something happens to your cubs you do come to their defense god forbid something ever happened to my daughter you know what i'm saying so those are things that that that, that people need to know so what in it i really liked how you did that what else do you think or anything you want to add look the only thing i want to add to this is that it's not only about my child. Like I told them there, I'm doing this for all of your child, for all of your children, not just mine, because we know that teachers and staff have children in their school. So I'm not just talking and imploring the board to look at my case and my um, comments, but to look at their staff as well, because they're employees. Why? Because their kids also go to, uh, uh, Socorro Independent School District. You know, there are issues, things are broken, and the system needs to change. Now, why this policy? It goes back to the same thing. Um, some people in the board get elected and they just sit back, relax, and that's it. That's all they do. You know, they just lean back on their chairs and they just go through it. But you don't look at policies. That's what you're there for. You're not there to sit pretty and just take a vote. You're there to look at the policies, see what is outdated, and make it current. It's just that simple. Drug policies. You know, I told them straight out. There is a reason for my madness, and I want people to know that. I went to the board. When was it? Tuesday. Yeah. Okay? I told them there's an open records request, and the state of Texas says, you got to, since the day you go get that record, the state says you have to give it and provide it within 10 days. Okay? I told them also that I'm coming on Monday. They should already have a head start because they know that I'm coming to knock at their door because I'm going to ask for that policy. Why? Because if there's an adult restroom, that means the adults are doing drugs. I don't, like I said, I don't want to think that it's, it. you know, I just don't want to point fingers at, but we know that it was an adult doing some drugs in an adult restroom because kids can't go to that restroom. Okay. So therefore we need to find and look at what's going on. But when I get, I get calls, I have conversations um, from staff and I'm going to leave it to you that way because that encompasses everybody in that school. Right. Staff members came to me and told me this, showed me a lot of stuff. Okay. I saw it with my own two eyes. I, I, I got it. Okay. And they showed me and they sent me some stuff. And that's how I can really truly say that there is corruption in a sense as to they didn't do anything. That's why I said, look at what Canotillo, 
They did an audit on their police department. I told them there too. Do an audit. Make sure that what is going on. I don't want somebody to get uh, uh, a a resignation. I believe that you should be terminated, period, on the spot. Okay? Because I don't think you're supposed to be allowed that if if you're carrying drugs on school grounds, that's a felony. That's a federal offense. And yet you want people to just put it under the rug and and, and, and give them the opportunity to resign? Hell no. But it goes back to the same thing. I'm going to just rush it down through. When I said they need to work together, yes, I can call the board members. Yes, I have some of their numbers. You know, um, I, I do talk to some. But I didn't call them. I didn't individually call anybody. I went there on purpose to address the whole complete board because if you're going to do a policy change, you need every single one of them to understand. And that's why I brought it because that's what you're elected for. One more time. You're there. You're a policymaker. You're not there to just sit pretty. You're there. You want to go out to graduation and be with the kids and do all of the nice little things. Well, you need to work too. Work and change policy. Why is it that teachers are doing drugs and not being tested, you know? And we're talking about from high administrators to the lowest person on the totem pole. Everybody needs to get drug tested. Why? Because we need to be and and let teachers know that anybody in the school system needs to be working at their optimal performance. Why? Because you're with children. Everybody that works in the district needs to be in their right state of mind, okay? Because you're working with children. It's just that simple. You can't have nothing on your background. You can't be doing drugs. You have to test everybody. And we will find out soon if they have been using that policy. Mm -hmm. And you have to change it if it's outdated, you know? Because why? It goes back to the same thing. What if somebody does something that is a hard drug? I don't care if it's a small drug like weed or whatever. It doesn't matter. Drugs are drugs. If you're not in your right state of mind, then what's going to happen if something, and I don't want to say this, you know, because I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it, but I mean, God forbid something happens to a child under somebody's care, you know, whose responsibility is right. They already know. I already addressed it. They should come and look at it and start doing that audit and start already implementing stuff to start um, uh, 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 drug testing people, you know, just to find out, you know, hey, you know, we need we need everybody to be in the right state of mind. It's my child. And and I also address that, you know, people have this this um, this notion. And it's true. I mean, it's we, we talked about retaliation all the time. Right. So. We talked yes, about it. People, people want want to say these. This is what's going wrong in our district, but they want to speak out. But then they get retaliated. They might not get a promotion. They might not get a, a a bump in their pay. They might not. I mean, they lose a lot of opportunities for speaking out when they have the right. It's their First Amendment right. Good thing that people came out, start looking at this show because they can go through me. They can go through Alex. They can go through Sal. You know, they, they have an outlet to say, hey, 
you know what? I've always asked, well, how do you know? And how do you know? Oh, well, this is the documentation. Boom, right there. Oh, okay. And, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want nobody to know it was me. Uh, the other person's like, I don't want to know either. Um, I don't want nobody to know that it was me giving you this information because they're generally afraid of the mentality that has been there for years in Socorro that if you are spoken, you're not going to be able to move up to totem pole. And yeah. it's sad. It's, it's, a, it's a sad mentality. And yeah. I'm glad that, that people, and I'm, I'm glad that they, they're looking at the show so that they can address this to the board and come out and speak, you know? Um, good thing that there was a case out there that there was a teacher that came out and spoke and, and was sent home <laughs> for six months because they were, in, they were going through litigation. It was, it, was, uh, it was public comment. He commented on his, on his opinion, and he almost got fired. But he sued his district one, and he's going to get a big payday. Wow. And, and it's good. It's good because that shows that, you know what, the school districts are on, already on call. You cannot ding these teachers or staff. Um, so I hope that people can see this podcast, hear what I'm saying. It's already in the news. Um, where this teacher did speak out, they, he was retaliated and he won his case. So I hope that people have a little bit more. If you feel that you're not really wanting to come out, but you will need an outlet, let us know. Call Alex, call Sal, call me, you know, we're will, I'll, I'll be willing to go to bat. All of us will, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad. And, and I, just, I just want our kids to be safe, not just me but all the children that go to that school because it, it, it is something that, that some of mine. All right. And the thing to, for the school to work together, they need to work together to change these policies. Look at that drug policy, change it. You know what? Hey, we need to do it periodically without letting anybody know, get a truck there ready so that when you come, if you don't show up to school that day and we're doing a drug test, you're getting fired. It's just that simple. Why didn't you show up? You know? That's a good point, Brené, because, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm listening to what you're saying, and, and it's a very good point because this is something that has to be handled within the HR department uh, with the upper uh, administrative. Just because you're not doing it doesn't mean that your subordinates are not doing that, you know, they're not doing it. So random, uh, in the military, we always had random drug testing. Didn't matter if you're the, the first sergeant, the sergeant major, the commander, it didn't matter. The computer generated the 50 uh, service members that were gonna be drug tested at zero, 0600 hours and, and you had to be there and, and they would read the class that if uh, you come out hot, then they could, they, they could uh, dishonorably uh, discharge you if they wanted to. And so it didn't matter. Uh, computer just picked up 50 random names and there it is. Provide your sample. Here's <laughs> what it is. That's very interesting, Jernet. That is crazy. I'm glad that you did it. Uh, it it's gonna be very, very uh, coming up this, this next month. It's gonna be very interesting and we'll share those open records requests next week with everybody, right? I'm going to go on Monday. I'm going to request it. 
and then we're gonna have to wait to see when they give it to me. All but right. I, I will have I'll, I will have it where where I'll show you where I I went and I asked for them so that people will know that it's already on the works. Yeah. Okay. So also, uh, Mary Gonzalez has not uh, sent me back my open records request on HB five four seven. I think it's today or tomorrow. She still owes me my my open records request. She has ten days, ten business days to do that. So that home, that home, uh, the home. Uh, what is it? <sighs> that uh, you're able to play athletics if you're a uh, homeschool. That's the one that we're we're doing right now, and hopefully get it. And then we'll talk and see if uh, she doesn't want to come on the show. But I just want to make sure that I know everything of her way of thinking. Now. Renee, going back to you, I know you spoke for a little bit right now, but what's going on in the city of Socorro? Me and Sal touched on it last week. We don't want to let a show go without hitting the city of Socorro because it's madness, it's crazy, and we love it. So let us know what's happening in the city of Socorro. Okay, there's two things that caught my eye uh, last week, um, and I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do a little show on that uh, on the side. Right. But um, one of the things is that caught my eye is that I wanted to show what it is when a constituent goes up to the council and asks for help. And I want to show the difference that Ruben Reyes was, there was, a, there was this lady that wanted to uh, see if the city would vacate a street um, in, she thought it was her property, but it's, it's a street that goes into her property. And she's asking the city, uh, actually Ruben Reyes, the councilman at large for the city of Socorro, um, to see if he can, if, if he can help her uh, so that the city can vacate. She'll, she'll buy the land um, so that she can just close it so that, um, because it looks like a driveway in her house. Okay. Um, so that's what she wanted to do. So he brings it up. And, you know, I pobrecito, man. Uh, he just doesn't know where to start. He's mumbling. He's like, well, uh, we, we, uh, we want to see, you know, he's lost. Um, I'm giving him time to recuperate, to really, really get on, on the treadmill and, and really move forward and try to help these people. But at the end of the day, he didn't, didn't help her. All he did is just take it. Uh, we'll leave it to staff. Um, and that's it. And at the end of the day, it was left to staff to see what they can do to help her. Right. You know, I just want to say that I had constituents with, they wanted to pave roads. Let's take Fry Olguin. I've always said that Fry Olguin was one of those streets that people said, ah, you guys come every year in election time and one, and you don't guys do anything. I said, you know what? Look, give me the opportunity. I'll work for you. I'll, I'll try to, to get it done. I don't guarantee anything, but I'll, I'll, I'll come periodically and tell you how it's done. It took me three and a half years to make it, and we, we paved it. You know, we had to get attorneys involved, but I brought it to agenda item. I said, hey, you know what? I'll make a motion to direct staff to see what are the requirements and bring it up on the next council meeting. That's how you help these people. That is how you push to really say, I'm going to help you, not just, um, well... Uh, see what we can do. Okay. Item 23. Item 23 was uh, an item that 
it was a developer developing some land over there by uh, Rancho Viejo yes. on District 4 off of North Loop. That item affected uh, the uh, Colombia Lobos for representative for District 4. Since it affected her, right, she went to bat. She went and says, no, I don't want this. I want this because it's going to affect me and these houses are going to be a butt to me, so I don't want it. So therefore, I just wanted to show people that how funny it is that when you want their help, they assume that just by bringing the item, you will shut up and say, oh, thank you. And you really didn't do anything. Right. And that's the saddest thing. That is the saddest thing that people need to wake up and see that, you know what, your representatives are really going to help you or they're just going to give it to you face value so that you can just shut up and say, oh, okay, well, at least he put it on the agenda item. No, they didn't do anything. All they did is just a pony show just to show people that, okay, I brought it and, and that's as good as it's getting. No, don't let staff, you have the ability, you have the board members there, your, your council members to say, hey, we all agree that it needs, she, we needs to vacate. Let's see what, what needs to be done so that we can vacate that area so she can have it and, and send her the bill. And then what happens? Her property taxes will go higher because now she has an additional, uh, 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 the property line moved up she has all that land and the city of Socorro benefits with higher property tax on that property. It's a win-win situation. The street ain't going anywhere. That was the proper way to do it. It just shows that he doesn't know. He doesn't understand what his role is. And, it, and the other coin to it is that Villalobos um, on District 4 um, affected her. She fought it and everybody agreed with her. So it just shows that yeah. it's very difficult for people to get help. And it was just going to bring it up so that uh, it could just be for show. Another thing is that we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about it is that <clears throat> there is something in the works with that item number 23. And, and it's, it, might be, it might be looking like there might be some... some uh, some investigations that need to be dealt with uh, with that item. So I'll let you know next week for sure. All right. Um, when I when I, I get some more information on that because cool. something was wrong. So next week we'll have a lot more info on City of Socorro and the SISD school board. Now to our last item of the night. Where you, Alex? Where you, Alex? <laughs> no, we're not done yet. Your girl. Yellow, tell me. Oh, yeah. So this is what I picked up. I don't want five new neighbors. Yes. That's what she said. I don't want five new neighbors because I don't want to deal with their partying, with their loud music. Kids. And maybe their borracheras. I don't know. Something like that. No, because they don't do that. She didn't want to deal with nobody. So... What is sad is that this is a elected official. These are future constituents and she's already putting a barrier. Yeah. Like, leave our ranchos alone. You guys need to get the, get the heck out of over there. 
because we have prior arrangements. And so I need the developer who was online, by the way. Yes. She emphasized so many times that, oh, we had these discussions and, 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 and you said and it was I and I and I don't want this. I don't want that. And, and all of a sudden she, shrift, she shifted to her neighbors now. So she included her neighbors. But uh, from what it sounded like is that uh, I'd rather have, I'd rather deal with the mosquitoes than deal with people. And five new residents, because she said, put the put the the water drainage. You know, I'll deal with the mosquitoes all day, but don't give me five new neighbors because I don't want to deal with them. And then not only that, but she's like, she probably like ding it hit. I was like, I don't want to deal with the mosquitoes either. Put the park instead. <laughs> So that's what I got out. Oh man, City Sapporo, <laughs> I'm telling you, you think SISD school board is crazy? Go to a City of Sapporo meeting. It gets nuts. So let's go to the last one. Hold on, Sal. Just to add to Sal. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just to add to Sal. How ironic it is when those houses are going to be built, that subdivision is going to be built by the time she's running for re-election. Okay. And I guarantee you, she's gonna go knocking on their doors. Well, let them know. Oh them my know. God, that's funny. Oh, man. City politics, you can't can't get it. Okay, last one, guys. Last one. Who's this guy? All right. So let me preface before we start, guys. This guy, his name is Craig A. Patton. He came in and he said Espinosa's the best thing since sliced bread. Sliced bread. He said that we lost the, the best superintendent in the world. I was like, oh, I was like, I was surprised, but whatever. So let's see what he has to finish saying. The guy's not speaking into his mic, so we can't hear nothing. Almost nine years. And in light of all that, how about that? Frankly, it's a little bit better. Can you raise the volume on your computer? I can't. Probably more accurately explain the question. Why isn't Dr. Jose Espinosa no longer the superintendent of Socorro ISD? what happened on May 5th in this boardroom when he was let go is an absolute travesty. Travesty. And I think my time is run now. So I won't answer that question as to exactly why he was let go until the next board meeting which I will appear before you and tell you or the audience to introduce me exactly why Dr. Jose Espinosa, one of the best superintendents of Coral ISD has ever seen, is like him. 
because I know he wanted to come home and serve in this district. He had two young children in elementary school. I think the youngest was in second grade. I have no doubt if he had been allowed, he would have continued to serve this district well until that youngest child graduated from high school. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let me ask you real quick. Who's that lady in the glasses back there? Right there, right next to him? Yeah, right behind him in gray. Alisa Zapata. All right, because that lady doesn't care what Rene says, but that lady cares what this guy says. Oh, sí. Ahora sí está poniendo atención. All right, I'm going to start with Will. Will! Este vato que, bro? ¿Dónde salió? Did he forget? What did he forget? What he didn't forget? Uh, what's going on, man? Tell me. I had to look him up. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy, man? So, yeah, there, there he is. His law firm, right? Yeah. There you go. His lawyer. His He's opening lawyer. statement. Uh, opening statement yesterday. Closing statement next month, I guess. <laughs> right? But, geez, man. I don't know. What kind of information this guy has about Espinosa being let go, but he better check his sources before he goes up there and speaks like that. You know, we, we dedicate a whole podcast to what why he should resin, resign. We dedicated almost two hours on why he should re resign. We talked about the 27 students, the TA investigation, the laptops, and Watergate. That's only right. that's the only thing I can remember right now. Right. So he's talking as if he knows something that nobody else does. Right. Yeah. Re reminds me of that argument between Gary and uh, Morales. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Gary. Reminds me of that. Like, you know what I you know. And, you know, right. But I mean, yeah, he, Espinosa did a lot of good things. Right. He, yeah. he all the early college stuff. That's that's really good. But he was not let go. I mean, plain and simple, he was not let go. He resigned. Right. And so those are the things that we're talking about right now where, first of all, he didn't, he wasn't let go, he resigned. But let me tell you something you don't know about this guy. He was part of the school board. He was part of the 2012 school board that won the award for the best in Texas. And guess who was on that board? Cindy Najera, Michael Najera, Paul Guerra, uh, Gary Gandara and Veronica Rodriguez and Patton. Okay, so what happened on the 5th, May 5th, June, April, May, June 5th, we're almost six weeks into this. Why did he barely come out? That's my question. What in the world happened here? I'm going to go to Renee. What do you think, Renee? You were there. This, this man is very tall. Sir, I'm going to ask you if you're listening to this, because most likely you'll be listening to this. Uh, speak into the mic so we can really get your words out, or I'm going to have to find something else to do. But, Rene, what do you think? You know what? He was there, ready to go. I mean, I, I before the meeting was, I saw him. He was sitting, actually, I was in the middle aisle, um, first chair. Uh -huh. He uh, The back row. And he was in the middle aisle on the left-hand side, first chair. So he was, he was next to me. Um, and 
he had all these documentations. He had a folder he was going through, I guess, his speech. Um, and and I would I would just look at him and and he was just reading it. You can tell he was reading it. But one of the things that I, I, I it caught my attention is that when he started his speech about Mr. Dr. Espinosa, I will say this. He did do a lot. He did. He did do a lot. I mean, he, this guy came out and he gave all of his accolades. I mean, that shit looked impressive. It did. I let mean, me, I, I, I... Let me stop you there. Only because I did listen to it. I didn't have time to edit it or anything like that. But let me tell you, those HEB awards, all that good stuff, if they would have had those investigations like they're having now, they wouldn't have been there. That's the one thing I want people to understand. If, yes. if they would have done their work, and that's when he when when he started being successful, I believe he started getting even more power over people. So it could like, hey, brush it under the rug, brush it under the rug, because Socorro was very popular. Socorro was the district to work for, and it was yes, it was, but things got out of hand. And going, sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, no, and 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 and. And that's what I was get, uh, uh, alluding to. When the, the guy spoke, he talked very well about Dr. Espinosa. He said he was, you know, the greatest thing since mustard. And one of the things that I will say is that, I mean, when, when he went through that list, I was like, oh, my God. I mean, he did do a lot. But yeah. at the same token, he didn't do. What didn't he do? That is the question. Think about this. Um, the, the school is inundated with, with a lot of fear. Yes. Uh, of of retaliation, uh, they're they're fearing of being outspoken, trying to say what's wrong with the district. Um, you will get retaliated, moved. You will get um, um, you you won't get promotions. You won't get um, things of that nature. Of course. Um, so uh, look at what happened under under that. All of those accolades are great but if you look to the right what you're going to find out is that the fear um the retaliations you're going to find out that our kids uh graduated without the qualifications um you're going to find out that there was a tea investigation you're going to find out uh the watergate uh things and those are things that we don't see right and you don't you just hear the whispers you also find out that there's there's teachers doing drugs, there's there's staff doing drugs and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that yes, you have all of this good stuff, but yet you turned a blind eye yes. towards the administrative part of it, so that you can get all these accolades and look good. So for me, it's you don't need those accolades. Get better qualified and give the materials and. And and all of the 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 training, so you can have staff um, uh, be good good uh, employees. Like I said it in my thing, is that so that they can teach our kids? You know, you're leaving this part to do just this for for show, right. so that people can see this is what the district does. One of the things that I and I touched on on this subject as well is that. 
there was a, an intro when he started one of these meetings. I remember, I think it was like two, three. No, I think it was back in January. Yeah. January, somewhere like that, where I said he came out and and he said, oh, we have 5,000 military kids because yeah. we're doing great. No, no, no. Your numbers are there. Yes. But truth be told is your area is on the high east side of the, of the city. Okay. That is where the growth is coming. Who is more accessible to buy homes over there? Military people. So it's not that you're doing great. It's that they're buying homes there and they're moving to your district and you take it upon yourself to skew the numbers to say, oh, we're doing great because all of these kids are coming from military families and stuff like that. No, no. Truth be told, they're buying homes and they're in their, they fall in your district because we know that in the city of El Paso, there are no more land to be building and it's all building on the Socorro Independent School District uh, uh, area because that's vacant land. Right. And who's going to grow more too? Clint. Clint is going to grow. Okay. So if we get Clint's numbers, ah, they're doing great. <laughs> it's the same thing. I mean, they can do the exact same thing that he did. And that's, and that's one of the things that I, I want to say is that, yes, he did all of this act. He has all of these accomplishments, but in lieu of look at the corruption, look at all of the neglect, yeah. look at all of the, all, all of the mishaps with the, with the, with the uh, laptops. I mean, my God, the I mean, I, I the can, foundation is not there. Yes. yes. We can put we can we can put a pretty a paint a pretty picture. We can we can have a, a Twitter or Facebook like where oh look at me uh, I'm going here with my family. But at the end of the day, everybody hates each other, and those are the things that you gotta understand about it. It's that you're looking at you're looking from the outside in. You're not looking at it from the inside from the roots um, for what is happening, and you're explaining the roots that there's retaliation that there's people are scared to say anything. And that's what he brought, a, a, a district of retaliation. And, and we already saw it. And that's why the elections happened the way they did. And again, he didn't get fired. He quit and got a golden parachute of $600,000. So, Sal, what do you think? Yeah, so I mean, if he's an attorney, he's very uneducated of exactly what happened because bottom line uh spinoza resigned yeah uh so i don't know if you guys kind of picked up and maybe uh renee since he was there but i kind of saw that he was just looking at pablo's direction like okay. if pablo had anything to do with it first of all pablo wasn't even uh sworn in yet <laughs> and, and sworn in until later yeah, it was. They got, they got his it was the following week or two weeks. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so uh, Mr. Castellanos wasn't sworn in either, and so <laughs> it's just kind of uh, weird of how he just kept uh, uh, looking at, at at Pablo, right? And yeah. so the guy, for being an attorney, damn, you're pretty much disinformed because uh, we called it. Uh, and up to this day, we've been consistent because we're right in the sense that Espinosa quit. Nobody fired him. 
Nobody told them to take off. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, if we were to have that conversation with Pablo and, and with Richard, uh, they would tell us, you know, hey, we're willing to work with Espinosa, but things have to change. So they never got that opportunity because the guy quit, Espinosa quit. So, and Espinosa is a smart man. He said, you know what? Mejor me voy con my $600,000. Que me corran, güey. No, 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 chinga. Me corran sin nada, me voy pobre. You know? No. He said, F no. I'm not leaving without money. And, and to your point, to your point, guys, to your point. Do you remember the interview that Ms. Najera, the president yeah. at the time, yeah. said that it would cost us more? Yes. If 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 we would let him go next year because he had a five-year contract? Did you catch yeah. that? Yeah. He was in his second-year contract already. What do you mean five? It's because what they're doing is that they come, they, they bring up his contract, and then they renew it again. I don't know why they do that. Yeah, every year. Okay, I don't know why they do they did that. You you lead me to believe with that comment that your president of the board at that time said, then that means that he wasn't in a two-year con the on his two-year of a five-year contract. No, what it leads me to believe is that they renewed it and said we're gonna start up again on a five-year contract. But it it and I go back to the same thing because of what she said in the news, not because what I think it's because what she said in the news, I will repeat it. Okay. Because I know there's people that watch it. They're going to, they're going to say something. I'm just saying, Ms. Nakira, the poor president came on TV when they gave him his golden parachute. And he said, because he had a five-year contract. So therefore that's why, but I will say this, um, Look, he should have stayed. He should have stayed. He should have weathered the storm because it's easier to have him when the TEA investigation comes up. It's easy for him to, to be here and to say, hey, this is what, what happened. Because we want answers. We want this, this the, um, all of the corruption. Who better than to say, hey, well, you, you, need, you need answers. Well, he's right there. Well... And the I guess, and I guess, too. huh? The internal auditor could answer those questions. Too. Yeah, exactly. So, so we need to look at that too, as well. So I, I believe that, that when he resigned, he thought that he can just like everybody else, oh, I'm going to resign and I'm not going to be able to uh, speak on these items. Yeah, you are. Because when an investigation starts to roll, they're going to keep calling and you're going to have to, you know, come in and, and give your side of the story. So I, it's just a cliche that everybody says, I'll resign and I'll take my money. Because if the other way, if the investigation comes up and he's found to be neglectful, he ain't gonna get no par golden parachute. Right, right. So he just, he made out with his money. Yeah, he made out with some money. That's and all that what it is. Wanted, that's what it is. But I'm dying to see what Mr. Patton has. I'm dying to see the evidence. I'm dying to see the package transfer hands. I'm dying to see a bow on it. I'm dying to see that he opens it and it's a golden tree or something. I don't know. 
or it's baby Buddha. I don't know. All right, guys, that's it for this week. I appreciate all of you for listening. I appreciate, uh, well, we're not ending it yet. Hold on. Last, last word, Mr. Carrasco, go ahead. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, I have been wanting to come on for a while, so it finally happened. Hopefully, I'll get to join again sometime. Um, I will say that I am very happy that Pablo won and that a change is coming because um, a couple of weeks, well, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, there was some agenda items that I had some questions on. I wrote an email to all the board members and Pablo, he was the only one who responded. So um, I really appreciate that. I respect that. And uh, yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm happy for the change and I'm happy to be here with you guys. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. We've been trying for a long time. Uh, Rene, last words. You know, I'm just, I'm just glad that we, we, uh, we get this time to really, really dissect things for the public that don't go to these meetings. You know, like I said, uh, in the city, and I'm going to throw the city because it's the same thing that I saw yesterday. Right. In the city, there's only about three people that go constantly to those meetings. Okay, in a city of 32,000 plus. So who, where are you getting your information from? In the Socorro Independent School District, there was only about five or six people that were non-staff or teachers. That's it. It was packed, but it wasn't staff. It wasn't uh, residents, and that is something that is sad. Nobody's getting the information. Just pay attention. Listen. We'll dissect it for you. You know, Alex does his homework. Sal does his homework. I do my homework. And, and we'll bring it down to, to, to a level that you will understand because we need your voices to be heard. Come out and, 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 and voice your concerns. This is the time. You can see it that it, the, 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 the board is, is changing. You can make that change. Push them to do the right thing. But without your voice, nothing will happen. Thank you, Renee. So last words. My last words. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's gonna be a good one. It's a funny one. So the the beautiful thing about having a psychology major is that you could uh, troll to the nine thousand degree level. <laughs> and so I might you guys might be familiar with the memes. So. That's, I don't know if you guys could see it, but it's, it's what it is. It's that guy that always has that sign uh -huh. and has some sort of a slogan. So I'm looking at this one. It says names are not hard to spell. So he's just there and he's just trolling people. Right. So I don't know, maybe I might show up and say, uh, President Morales uh, meetings are not, not uh, they're not hard to conduct. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I, I'll just put it up there or uh, Cindy Najera, can you help out President Morales? This hey. is his fifth meeting and he still sucks, I, I don't know. So not necessarily do you need to exercise your first amendment by, by speaking. I mean, maybe I just show up and hold a sign <laughs> and, is this a 5-2 board or, or what? I don't know. So I'm kind of 
my 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 wheels are turning and so this is the beauty about having a psych major uh because stuff like this comes to mind so uh be at the lookout maybe i might be trolling the next uh board meeting hey that's why we're not getting sponsored from nutrix man <laughs> all right guys thank you for coming thank you for sticking around with us uh my last word is uh we're still trying to make change here in the lower valley guys uh rene stuck his head out and when everybody does that does that for their kids that that's uh something that i i see something a lot of courage in that so rene you did awesome yesterday uh those are things that 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 uh uh we've been friends for a while now and those are things that like i love about you is your passion towards that and for anybody to talk about their kids and go out there and do their thing that's what you need to do because teachers don't have all the answers teachers are not perfect teachers are not the only way there's a ton of ways to do things if your parents if parents are involved then things get to get done and it was a crazy year and it's it looks like we're dying down and we're going to go back to school and that's okay because kids need to go back to school that's the only way it learns i was against it before i'm for it now because i saw a big change in my students when they went back to school and i asked them to come back so i can help them even more uh those are the things that are happening um thank you for bearing with us uh my surgery went great i'm good no brace anymore no este crutches we're ready to rock hopefully next week we got a uh, we'll show you again another uh wednesday and we'll get something going for you and it's got a lot of things he's working on a lot of hand in the cookie jars again i want to thank mr wukarasko for coming uh look out for him so hopefully he can run again sometime and and those are things and those are great insights to have also sal and rene thank you for joining me as always you're my road dogs in this you're my rise and dies so uh that's it all right this is it we got uh we did a two hour show i think i didn't start the timer or the model happy father's day to everybody it's coming up on saturday is it or is it next week no oh, this this sunday this saturday uh, sunday sunday yes i already got my present i'm wearing it it is what it is my wife got it for me so i'm wearing it all right guys We'll see you guys later. Take care. New tricks. New tricks. <laughs> Puro new tricks aquí.